Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are inside the Power Hour segment of the show. And if you're wondering what that means, that's hour number two. But of course, no Wednesday is complete until it has been wexified. (laughs) <laughs> and we are now joined by, of course, our good friend, editor-in-chief of Steel City Insider. Um, also, the man, the pen, the legend, uh, author of the Palomalo book and countless other tales of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be the one, the only, Jim Wexel. How are we doing, Wex? Well, on the ultimate tale of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a coffee table book called The History of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Only See, only doing two months. Only doing two months. Uh, I had to wait for the season to end, and then uh, you know I had to uh, you know walk the dog and uh, and do some other stuff and uh, do an errand and uh, get to the gym, and then go on the Starks and Wolf show. It's weird how you keep putting it off and putting it. Off. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get a, I did get a title for the first vignette. It's called. Back where it all began, and I found a picture of the chief when he was young, and um, so I wrote like ten words. So I'm underway. You're underway. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, you, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. You've taken that one oh. step. Not only have I. I'm still procrastinating. I'm still talking on the Starch and Wolf show. Okay, let me yeah. ask you something. Do, does anybody still have coffee tables? I don't know. I mean, don't see, that, that's something I mean, that's getting. I don't less put and coffee less. on it, but I have a table that looks like a coffee table. Okay, could that, what, that defi- uh, what defines a coffee table? That's what really you know. I'm not sure. Anyhow, regardless, well, you know, this uh, when I call it a coffee table book, I'm, I want to take some of the importance out of the writing. <laughs> <laughs> Lessen the expectations, right? Lessen the expectations. Yes, and then. I mean, it's, it should be breezy vignettes under pictures, right? Oh, there, yes. And, and so, I, I've, man, I have so much research. I'm going through my notebooks, and the chief played against Jim Thorpe. Oh, yeah, I remember that story, and that's really what brought the attention of the NFL to life when the local Pittsburgh amateur club, football club, with Art Rooney as a running back, went to Canton to play Jim Thorpe's team in the 20s. Wow. And uh, the fact that Jim Thorpe's team, Canton Bulldogs, gave this Pittsburgh outfit a chance, drew the attention of the National Football League, the fledgling National Football League, and they began appealing to Pittsburgh to get a a franchise. And um, they couldn't do it until the blue laws changed where you could do something on Sundays. No kidding. So they had to scramble and 
Hey, man, there was some electioneering going on. There was a mix of politics and sports, <laughs> I think, in there. And uh, they got somebody in office that uh, uh, changed the blue laws in 1932. So then we were underway. But nuggets like that, and, and I'll present that in a breezy fashion. Also, Art was a baseball player and a boxer, golden gloves, almost went to the Olympics. Yes. It's all kind of good, good nuggets. I have so much research. So once I start, it will be okay. Now, let but, me ask you this. How, how much accumulation do you got to do before you start the process of writing? That's well, fascinating here's what I to did. me. Last year, I, let's see, I didn't have a book to do because I just put out a second book in two years. Okay. And so I, I said, uh, I got some book ideas, but let's get, to the, uh, let's get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame library, the basement. It's a great research area. And uh, I would drive up there and I would stay two days and just pour through newspaper clippings, uh, books. I started buying all the books. I got Tunch's book. I got uh, Cordell Stewart's book. Just, just, just to, I, I want to get Merle Hodge's book, but I got uh, all the books. Okay. Andy Russell's books, Chuck Knoll, the biography. And so I would start reading them and take notes and say, well, this would be good for the linebackers book. Okay. This would be good for the trivia book. And so while I did all that, I had like four or five books in mind and I got through it all finished. And it was like a summer, whole summer I did. And the, these people called Reedy Publishing and said, uh, could you do something, a vignette? Uh, and that's all I have is vignettes in these 12 <laughs> notebooks. I have I got vignettes all over the place. <laughs> You're vignetted Plus, out. From, <laughs> I could steal from my other books, vignettes in there, you know, vignettes, vignettes copy well. So, uh, yeah, and so uh, in theory, it sounds like a great uh, project that I could do in two months, but actually getting started is the hard part. I'm, I'm a little scared. It's a little procrastinating. Here. <laughs> I, think, I think it's fascinating that it, the Canton Bulldogs and Jim Thorpe and the Chief all come together in that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, and um, there was also a uh, a star player that the crowd loved. It's an interesting story, too. I forget his name. He was a fullback, a big back. <laughs> Everybody in Pittsburgh always loves a big back. Marion Motley? And, uh, he, no, 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 oh. no. Although he did play with the Steelers for uh, briefly, uh, okay. maybe a game. But, um, no, this was a big back in the 20s. Oh, okay. And then when the, when they became the Steelers or the Pirates in 1932, when they came, finally became a pro NFL team, um, this guy was he was older, mm. but he was still a fan favorite. And then uh, you know they would um, they would uh, uh, chant his name and things like that because he was a bruising fullback. Right. But he was also an extra point kicker. And one game he missed seven extra points or something like that. <laughs> Wow! They began booing what? him. They began booing him, <laughs> and he was uh, became the the local butt of jokes for missing so many kicks. And um, they uh, he eventually retired after the year. He, he was older, but the first star kind of flamed out in that first year or two. I can't remember. But that's another guy, and I'll look his name up and you know get little vignettes like that in there. My goodness, I. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's, I had that's not an awesome. idea about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let well, me tell you I something. Mean, this is you why know, he's that's... a great author. Yeah. 
Well, let me give some credit to some people I'm going to be stealing this information from. Uh, Rob Ruck wrote a great biography on the chief of sporting life. you okay. got to get that. All right. Uh, Art Rooney Jr.'s book, uh, A Ruin Aid. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Fantastic book. Um, Dan Rooney's book. Uh, Chuck Knoll, His Life's Work by um, McCambridge. I think it's McCambridge. Yeah, McCambridge. Excellent. Um, there was a book by, uh, mm, all kind of books. I just want to give some credit to the top ones that I, uh, plan on stealing not much information from, <laughs> but, <laughs> but borrowing nonetheless, <laughs> there, well, just, I'll just put it into my own words, you know, their life's yeah, work exactly. by Gary Pomerantz is excellent. So uh, it's all kind of great books. And so anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to those guys. It's that's and that's why people steal is to, to give acknowledgement to the original source and hopefully people go and buy those books. I strongly recommend the Rooney biography if you really want to get into the history of uh, Art Rooney. Very interesting guy. All right. Well, I, I, I cannot wait because, you know, it's funny. I'm actually looking right now on my bookshelf and I'm looking at your on the clock, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at the NFL draft book right now mm-hmm. <laughs> as now it's right next to that's my another Palomalo great book, book. And, yeah and i'm gonna steal from that book and i'm gonna say <laughs> know this I, I should know that i knew this once oh <laughs> yeah. i wrote it once so why did look i look here it? i have proof that i actually knew this at some point <laughs> someone 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 emailed me and said wax how come in your book uh uh, you didn't write about how the Steelers had Javon Curse on the phone when they drafted Troy Edmonds. I oh, said, man. where'd you hear that? And he sends me a link of my own story where I wrote it. <laughs> I had a source. <laughs> and, and I had just finished an interview with Tom Donahoe, and I didn't ask him about that. And I, I was, oh, jeez. So I missed that oh, nugget dude. that I once knew. <laughs> oh, that's something my gosh. I once knew that. <laughs> that's going to become my favorite line now. Hey, you know what? I once knew that. <laughs> I can completely see Wolf doing that. <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey, look, look, look. I told you. Look at it. It's here. It's here. I said that thing. <laughs> oh, All right. Uh, Wax, let me ask you something. Now you've had some time to think about what happened in Buffalo, a, a land we both come from. We, we you know, we both got roots yeah. there. Um, what'd you think about the game and, and some of your afterthoughts? Yeah, well, uh, Mason accounted himself well. Yeah. Mason is the guy I comped him to when he originally came out is the same guy I'm comping him to today, Neil O'Donnell. Third round pick, decent size, good arm mobility enough to, to get a first down out of the pocket, mm-hmm. not mobile enough to go 55 yeah. or whatever that freak did from Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he and Neil O'Donnell got them to a Super Bowl. And it's funny. This was a similar game as that Super Bowl. The Cowboys in that Super Bowl took a big lead and the Steelers came back. And then in the fourth, middle of the fourth quarter made mistakes at cost. But it looked at one point, the other, the big favorite was scared. And my understanding of what the fans were like in Buffalo is when that score got down to a touchdown after a 21 nothing lead, 
And it became 24-17 about the middle of the fourth quarter. There was a lot of nervous people as a hush fell over yes. uh, that stadium. It's yes. my understanding. Yes, you're exactly correct. And so it's very similar to what Neil O'Donnell did. He can do it. you got to have a team around him. Uh, whereas Neil made the most mistakes in that Super Bowl, uh, other people made these mistakes. Uh, I mean, when they cut it to seven – on the extra point, the Steelers get flagged 15 yards for some uh, personal foul on the extra point. So that adds on to the kickoff. That's the first that was the that was the Bills' biggest series. And to give them 15 yards to start that, and then the you know, the the call on Miles Jack for slamming into Allen. You know, you know on uh, at first, it looked like a slam, a classic slam. But at second, it looked, he pulled back. I don't think he hit him as hard as no, he initially didn't. thought. No. And also, this guy had faked a slide on that big run. Yes, yes, that's one so, of my pe- pet peeves. Yeah. You can't do that and, and then expect the guy to pull off when you come rolling up. And when you come rolling up and suddenly – go down. I mean, yes. he, he went down quick. A lot yes. of times you can see these guys winding up and ready to go down. Right. So, and I, I, I get how they threw the flag right away. It's just unfortunate. It, it, I thought it was a bad call, but I understood the call. And also, um, it was just another mistake that didn't need to happen. And then the missed tackle by Minka on the touchdown pass. I mean, so three, three mistakes. Um, guys, you wouldn't expect to make those kind of mistakes. Dan Moore got the uh, personal foul on the extra point. I don't know what he did, but I know Dan's a usually a level-headed guy and not prone to those and kind of mistakes. You know what happens when you retaliate? You know, they catch the yeah. guy. They catch you, not the guy that did it. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. So, I mean, yeah. man, it, it, it's Mason is Neil O'Donnell and – you can win with Neil, or sometimes you say, you know, let's move on. And and Neil moved on that next year, and it's very possible that Mason will. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's one of those. It, it, I, I appreciated everything that you know Mason provided. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that kind of gets overlooked at times, right? I mean, you you see that. Mason, you know, sat here, waited his time, bided his time, and then to come to come and have those games that he had. I mean, to go three and one as a starter, um, you know, and get us to the playoffs with his, with his play. Yeah, I think people that a year ago tripped on that opportunity, I don't think will make that same mistake. But you know, do you think there's a possibility of retaining him, or do you think that's just something that's just out of the question right now because there's so many other things they need to focus on? You know, if they're buying in on him, great. Um, they didn't buy in on Neil O'Donnell, and he cost a little too much. Um, that was, geez, that was back when they were still trying to grapple with free agency and understand it the way they do now. And so they could probably make something work for Mason. But my feeling is he's going to be wanted by other teams. And while he may, while he really may want to come back to Pittsburgh, as he said after the game, um, he has been used enough to know that he has to be a professional and use them to a degree. He doesn't have to 
strangle every penny out of them. But he, he could be firm and say, you've got to come up with more money and you've got to either promise me it's an open competition or promise me the job because um, the Arizona Cardinals are promising me the number one job or what, you know, whatever, the Atlanta Falcons, whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that he's going to command number one money, um, but he could. And if you pay that money, um, you may have to make him number one. And right now, if you're thinking Kenny Pickett's still our guy, you want to give Kenny a full chance since he was your number one pick. Coach seems to have a gut instinct about Kenny. Um, it will make it easier for them to say, you know what, about Mason, you know what, go on, you, you can go on to Atlanta. We're going we're gonna to go with this guy, and we have Trubisky as a backup, and, and we're probably going to draft another guy in the second, third, fourth round. So they could go that way. It's all going to depend uh, um, really, what they want, do they want Mason that bad, or is Kenny, in their minds, uh, going to be a cheaper uh, and eventually better option? You know, the thing that I, I think there's a, there's a lesson learned from Mason that I think some people are, are missing on. Remember how, you know, people were saying in 20, was it 2019 when Ben blew out his elbow and then Mason came mm-hmm. on and, you know, and, and there was a lot up and down. Look how much he's improved since then. And that's just been the, the succession of games and, and opportunities and work and practices and, and film watching and everything. Everything that he's done, you know, Mason, to increase his skill level, and he, it all came out in this four-game series. He was able to display what he knew he was capable of doing. And it, it took some time. And I, I – I, the the problem the thing that I think is a lesson is to Kenny don't be discouraged it takes some time that's only your second year you know for Kenny there's there's so much upside for this kid it's ridiculous when you look especially you look at somebody like Mason who came and and he got absolutely crushed by critics and everything else you know early on and yet look at the great job he did in rebounding and and having that sort of uh you know adverse being able to not flinch or blink in the face of adversity as Mike Tomlin puts it he, I, I think it's a great life lesson for not just Mason but for a lot of people and also for Kenny and first you know that's what sports is all about for us to learn life lessons through that's through something true. like that yeah. exactly exactly and you know Mason didn't even play it wasn't like he was developing four years on the field or or right. however many years, five yes. years, he wasn't playing. And um, Kenny, no. if if Kenny's going to sit behind him for a couple of years, you can say the same thing about Kenny. Give him give him a minute. Oh, I know. You know I fear that if, if they let Mason go and Kenny comes in and struggles early, it, it, this town is going to be merciless on him. Right. And I, I worry about him. I worry about him. So uh, not that he's a baby or he's fraught emotionally, just, uh, you no, know. He's a tough kid. And, and look, this is what he's it is. Tough, prof- but, yeah. We're talking. But this town can, can be brutal on quarterbacks. Oh, it can. <laughs> look at what they're doing to coaches. You know, I, I said this a long time ago. I said, one time, Tunch and I had a show on, it was Fox Sports back in the day, you know, where, uh, you know, over on the north side there. And it was like March or April, and it was a Sunday night at about 11 o'clock. <laughs> in the off season, and Tunch and I were, were doing a show together. We had a caller who called in and said, who's going to be the third-string quarterback? Now, this is a guy in, in April on a Sunday night <laughs> staying up, 
you know, calling in and asking about the battle for third-string quarterback. Yes, this is a town that takes quarterbacking seriously, Wex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I hope they remember Jordan Love, too. Do you remember Jordan Love's game against the Steelers this year, Wolf? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't that memorable. No, uh, okay, I see what you're saying, won. yes. Yeah. It, but who was he? He was nobody, right? Right. Now look, who who is he now? And so the light went on sometime, um, probably past midway. I, I, I don't know when they played the Steelers. But the light came on for him in his fourth year later in the year. And now look at him. Who wouldn't want Jordan Love right now? No, so, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I just hope we can be a little more patient with Kenny. Yeah, look at Mason. Yeah. Look at Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think you're absolutely right uh, because, you know, I, I, I fortunately um, have, have have seen Jordan Love three times this season. <laughs> um, so, you know, to watch his progression and to watch what the Green Bay Packers are doing, I mean, they went through, you know, the trial and the tribulation, right? I mean, I, I, had, I had that Rams-Packers game. Of course, Brett Rippon was a quarterback for the uh, L.A. Rams. <laughs> or, yeah, and, and it was – it was not a great display, but I mean, but you know, Green Bay just really struggled. I mean, the connections with his receivers, and then now you look at it, you're like, man, these guys look like they've been playing five years together. The way they tore apart the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that that's what it is. It's about having faith. I mean, you know, Gutenkunst, uh, the GM up there, you know, just kind of he had a vision about, hey, they're going to grow together. They're just have to learn, and I think that's kind of we have to have that same approach. But you know, you have to allocate the proper resources. I think he has a good guy, a good group of guys around him. I think that missing piece is you have to be patient with whoever you're going to bring in as the next OC. However, that decision shapes up um, to know, is there a plan in place? Like how, how can you connect with this young man and also realize his full potential? And I think that's, that's what the question's going to be um, because that's going to be the crucial off season, you know, acquisition will be the offensive coordinator and their vision will, like you said, will determine how, how we proceed in the future with Kenny, what the Mason option is, Trubisky option, whatever that's going to be with how you build that room around him to support him. Or if you choose and go in a different direction, um, you know, that's, that's some of the, the big boy decisions that are made in the business of football season, which we'll be entering uh, sooner rather than later now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also hope, that they continue searching for that great quarterback and not stop and let Kenny grow. It's okay to have two really good quarterbacks, something you can get something in a trade for one of them. Um, Look how the bills got Josh Allen. Now you don't have to go six and 10 or as the 1970s Steelers, you know, they, they went one and 13 to get Bradshaw. Right. And they went six and 10 to get Ben. You don't have to. The Bills went nine and seven going into the Josh Allen draft. They traded Cordy Glenn, their left tackle, and the twenty-first pick to the Bengals for the twelfth pick. So they're sitting there with the twelfth pick, and then um, ahead of them was uh, number seven, I believe, was the Bucks. But they traded. Um, they traded for that seventh pick. They traded the twelfth pick and two number two picks 
to move up to seven, and they got their franchise superior freak right then. So they were nine and seven. So it can be done, and I, I, they had a few lucky breaks along the way in, in dealing with that. But I just hope the Steelers keep their eye on that prize. That always has to have their attention until they get one. Well, another one they got to get. What do you think is going to happen in the inside linebacker room? I mean, think about it. You got Cole Holcomb. You got um, Quan Alexander. I, you know, I'm trying to remember what the injury, what, what, how bad their injuries were. They're all. They were both serious. Yeah, they, they were, were both serious. And in my opinion, at the time, I, I can't recall the specific injuries, so I'm not going to try. But I remember they were serious, and I would not count on them. Mm-hmm. If they do, if they do recover, that's gravy. But you have a Landon Roberts. Uh, you like some of the improvement Mark Robinson's made, but I don't know if you're ready to name him starter yet. Right. So that play, that spot next to Landon Roberts remains up for grabs. And I believe Quan Alexander's a free agent, so maybe his recovery won't even be factored in. Maybe they'll just be looking strictly at Cole Holcomb. And so they'll have to read that situation. I would think they still have to get somebody there, at least for depth. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, okay. you know, but just he, he landed Roberts sure showed a lot. Though. He did that, and that's the he point. He looks and like you're a right captain. On. Yeah, he's a captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he battled through adversity, absolutely. I think you know, you build on that, and you go go find some resources to complement that, um, you know, that type of leadership, find you a young guy in the draft, nothing wrong with that. Um, and, uh, and, and go from there. Uh, Wex, as always, we appreciate it. We kept you a little longer than normal, but we were just having such a gosh darn good time. We could, we couldn't let you go. Uh, hopefully hopefully this stimulated to write the next word on your, on your path of your sentences. (laughs) Are you sure? Because I can procrastinate another 10, 15 minutes to get me. I mean, I don't think I have to sit down and start that thing yet. <laughs> no, I'm good, boys. I can stay right here. No, 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 no. Don't, don't send me off. No, no, no. I still have more to say. It's like when they play the acceptance speech music. You're like, no, no. You can just turn that off. I'm, I'm still going. That writer's muse is not landing right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh, thank you, you can join Wex. our travel segment. I mean, you know, coming up next with Wolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get well, you ideas on vacation. Are you sure neither of you need a dog walked or anything like that? Your apartment <laughs> cleaned? Anything. Anything. <laughs> All right. Oh, my thank God. You, oh, man. Wex, thank you so much, you as always, <laughs> bud. We'll talk to you. Now our, now our Wednesday is complete, Wolf. Yes, we it is. We had Wex Wednesday. The great Jim Wexler. You can go to jimwexler.com to find the author, Steel City Insider, to find the works um, for him. And he joins us every Wednesday, a great friend to the locker room. So we will, we will step aside and we'll be back with more Inside the Locker Room after these messages. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, some of my most famous crashes as a human walking on two feet, you know, you hit some ice, 
you start windmilling, then kapow! You know, you land on your back and you just crush yourself. You know, but I got a feeling, because just I just heard something. Our dear Max, are you okay? And I know that it has nothing to do with ice because you're in the Valley of the Sun and there's no ice down there. No, there's no ice, Wolf. What and, happened? Uh, there is a dog, though. <laughs> and What happened here now? I was going to say, we were in I break, love- and I just heard a, it sounded like a big tree falling hard in the forest <laughs> back there. So, so we do have an answer to the question. If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? <laughs> yes, uh, it, yeah, does. it does. For it your producer like like back, in, back in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... I was walking around the house in socks because I was like, you know what? I'm going to get dressed because I'm going to work out after this. And so I'm still in my socks. And I was walking back to the office. And then I was like, oh, I forgot my backpack in, in, in my bedroom. So I was going to bring it because I was, you know, always do the unpacking of all my stuff from, from, from the work week. Um, and so as I turn around, the dog is behind me, Oakley. <laughs> With his squeaky toy. Yep. And as I'm taking the step, he's crossing my path. Almost oh, like yes. the unlucky, uh, unlucky black cat that crosses your path and gives right. you bad luck. <laughs> right. my, my, my black dog crosses my path with a squeaky toy to give me bad luck. I step on his paw. Oh. And then as I feel his paw under my foot, I'm like, oh. I can't step completely down on this, on this poor creature's oh. foot. Yes, yes. So then I try and roll to the side, but forgetting I'm in socks. There's yep. no grip. Yep. On the socks, on tile, and I take the monumental tumble on my entire right side. So it went knee, hip, shoulder <laughs> into the ground as I drove into the tile. And the dog squeaking, and then he's fine. After that, he's just squeaking the ball and, and circling me like a shark. Yep. Um, and I'm just like, man. And then my wife is wife was folding away clothes, and she's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> So, yeah, so, so Wesley was the unfortunate recipient of hearing that whole situation go down. And my wife, you, you know, I have a hip stretch for that. <laughs> I was like, no, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I remember some years ago, well, when it, we had uh, Jake was our, our Doberman, right? And Jake doesn't move real well. He had some hip uh, problems going on at that point in time. He Somehow, uh, I'm in, in the kitchen, and he li- laid down right behind my feet. I didn't know it. Oh. I turned around, and I would have absolutely this poor old guy i mean he, he was like 12 years old at the time or something and uh i i w- would have stepped on him and i just i just fell you know i just lifted my leg up and said oh we're going down i ain't gonna step on jake poor jake you know so i just crushed myself kaboom right in the middle of the kitchen the kids are all jumping up running going what happened i'm laying there and and, and they all run over to jake they go jake are you okay <laughs> You know, and there I am. I like. I don't even know what day it is. I just elkabong myself, you know. And the kids are all jumping around, going, "It's Jake. Is Jake okay? Is he all right? Hey, hey anybody, a little hand here? Help Dad up." Uh, Dad played in the NFL. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. Oh yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Where'd you go, Max? Yeah. Oh, I'm there sorry. You are. Okay. Sorry. My my dog and He's his still recovering. Is now is now bothering him. So okay. I was. I, my wife brought him in here to show. The dog is now limping like a three-legged dog. Oh, I didn't no. even hit that leg. I didn't even hit that leg. You're milking and it. And he is, he's milking it for mommy. Oh, that's, that's what I'm going to go with. There you go. Great, great. <laughs> I'm like, my dog's now playing possum. That's awesome. <laughs> no doubt about he's it. just compounding the issue. Just compounding the issue right now. So, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, 
we love our dogs. We love our, our, I should say, we love our animals in our household, right? They are truly companions. But sometimes the companion, just like any good navigator, gets lost in the directions. (laughs) You know, they get, they get, they, they get too absorbed in the map and they forget to watch the road. Um, well, part of the so, problem yeah. is when your whole family runs to the dog, and you're you're you, again. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm blottoed. You know, I just got crushed. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, forget like, dad. He's fine. I've seen you do that on television in front of millions of people, dad. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine. You're just fine. We got to worry about yeah. Jake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, that, hey, hey, that, that was 34 trap from 1986. Okay. No, don't worry about that. Yeah. You remember that uh, L.A. Raiders? Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're, you're good. You're good. I saw you get up. Then you'll get up now. So you realize that once you get over 40 and you have those falls, it can be questionable. <laughs> exactly so. Exactly so. Well, listen, you know, now Mike T has come out and confirmed the fact, or he has told teammates, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, some of the guys that, uh, you know, he's going to be back. He expects to be back for 2024. I don't I don't ever have a question with it. Did you ever? Did you no. Think, no. To me, that's and crazy. Because when it started with Jay Glazer leaking that report, was that a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and then Adam Schefter picking up on it and then went to ESPN and then, oh my God, oh my God, is McDowell going to go? I'm sure there were some people that rejoiced on that, on that fact. But, you know, when asked about it, I was like, it's honestly, it, it, it this is a non-story. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, the reason why people are saying this is because he's going into the last year of his contract, which the Steelers have already said they're in negotiations to extend him. Yeah. So I'm like, if you were a guy that was not trying to coach anymore, and that question came up. You wouldn't say we're not we're, we're trying to extend him, or he, you know he wouldn't be engaging in that. He would have said, "Hey, well, let's wait till after the season and see where we go." No, it, it, this has always been the plan, and I don't know why people you know, are so surprised by that. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing that indicated that there was a, a Mike Tomlin decision that was going to be tough. You know what I'm saying? Like that he was going to have to make this tough decision because the way that he approached everything, right? I mean, you can you can normally tell when somebody's towards the end. They look tired. They look right. disinterested. You know, they're, 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 they're distant from the team. But Mike Tomlin's been fully engaged. He gets in his guys' faces. He's talking to them. He loves on them. And then he also gives them the swift kick in the behind. Yeah. You know, and, and when you're a coach that's contemplating that or you're burnt out, you don't see those type of things. I mean, look at Bill Belichick, right? The last couple of weeks of the season, we kind of knew that this was towards the end for Bill Belichick. Right, he was moving on. Just because, yeah, he, yeah, he was just completely distant when bad things would happen he'd just be staring there blankly you know in disgust or whatever and and you just knew there was something there now Pete Carroll was surprising to me but I think it was because you know he was more so forced out but I think what you know in that case of like Belichick of a say you like you just see the weariness on him and I don't see that with Mike so that's why I wasn't concerned at all and here's the other thing about it too everybody got all this uh you know got bunched up about the fact they walked out of the press conference after the question was asked and it's funny because I, I, I totally forgot about it until I saw that film of Chuck Knoll doing the same thing way back in 1988. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it was right. a bad and, year. And they're, they're asking him yeah. about next year. He's under contract. You know, there's, yeah. there was no doubt whatsoever that he was coming back. And Chuck just looked at him and just, you know, at the end of a disappointing season like that, there's a time. There's a time for those questions, you know. I can't blame Mike for walking out, for crying out loud. You know, I mean, it's it's the 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 rawness of the season coming to a thudding end is is tough, man. And, and you take that yeah. personal. Well, and to ask that question at that moment, you're still digesting the loss. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 
Like that, that's where it just gets ridiculous um, that people expect you to have an answer to be thinking about this. No, I'm not thinking about this. Like I'm still trying to deal with my team and trying to keep this team together and manage their emotions. Like that's what you think about first as a coach. Yeah. Like, how do I manage my guys, you know, who've sacrificed, who've busted their butts and the journey now comes to an end and now you got to have that talk and you realize that how this team is currently constructed is not how it will be going forward. Right? Because contracts come up. Sure. Um, so guys totally move different. on. Free agency happens. And I think that's the one thing that I'm just I'm always amazed at when when media members choose to ask that question immediately. It, it's a very selfish, self-centered statement. And that does bother me at times. Just like it did bother me that uh Todd Bowles gotta ask, how's he gonna deal with the weather in Detroit for the game uh this weekend? <laughs> you know, there you like, go. like are you are like are you serious? I was like, apparently you are not really a journalist because you did not know that or you didn't watch the game that the Lions played against the Rams and realized they're in a dome. They've been in a dome <laughs> for a very long time. I don't know a time in my life, at least, where they did not play in a dome. So <laughs> It Good went point. from the Pontiac Silverdome to the to the Ford Field. Like yeah. that's it. They they've never had an outdoor stadium in Detroit because that's that's a name. Um so so yeah, so I mean so media members are going to ask these ridiculous questions and then get mad and try and make a story out of the fact that their question didn't get answered. And it's like because you asked a stupid question. I know I know there's always a rule, there's never no stu- stupid questions. Yes, there is exceptions to every rule. Remember that. We have a belt, we have a we have we have the bell curve, right? There's the mean and there's the outliers. That is the outlier on the dumb side. <laughs> well, let's take a break, shall we, my good man? Because I'll get off I want to leave now. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. We got to give you the right away for the bell lap. Just make up. sure you got grip on those socks when you yeah, get off sure your you box. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting up until after the show. Just going to be full <laughs> disclosure. I'm not getting up after the show because I don't want. I don't want to have the commando crawl back to the microphone. Nor do you want. <laughs> you don't want your wife coming in and going, "Hey, I got to stretch for that." <laughs> Max is gonna have to. Max is gonna say, "Hey, exactly. Wes, give me a give me a switchblade to dial into." All right, yeah. I'm gonna be on the yeah. ambulance for this exactly. last segment. Exactly. That's exactly. my medical alert bracelet. I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna have to hit my medical alert bracelet. Uh, can I talk through that to you guys? I told my wife one time I fell over. Right, she's looking at me. I go, "You know, I'm so old. Is there anything I can do while I'm down here?" <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A little extra, you know. All right, let's go to break. We got enough of this. Do a little recon for the two-year-old crawling around here. Man, it's crazy down here. I don't blame him. More coming from the locker room right here. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is now time for the bell lap. Correct. That is your early lunch warning system that we always put in effect. And I know it is single degree weather out there, but still... There are those that are willing to forage, like the great grizzlies of the Northwest, um, to find their food. Um, so we want to make sure that we're always doing our job here, if not anything, to warn ourselves and remind ourselves that we also need to eat. Um, well, uh, I figured we started, we started this thing with travel. We're going to end this thing with travel. I know that there are still plenty of things to get on that list, so I want to make sure that we get to those and we do 
it justice to finish out this in the locker room international travel day so what do, what do we still have left to conquer this is what we have left max not we finished up with the safest places right now we got yeah. the most dangerous places this is i you and west tell me what do you think max's office when he's wearing socks <laughs> wait sorry huh, huh? <laughs> all right number that one is actually a very uh, dangerous place yes it, it, number one <laughs> on the on the no travel list we don't want to go we don't want to go to afghanistan no, Anybody? no, well, no. no. I, I, I've been to Afghanistan, though. So, okay, yes, yeah, there you good. go. I've seen war dogs. I'm good. Yeah. My my son yeah. was there. He gave me a report. Not a place to be. Okay. No, he was no, deployed. No. Well, unless, there for you, a unless year. you're unless you're in Bagram, which is surrounded yeah. by servicemen and women. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> protecting you, and, which yeah, I protecting you. <laughs> All right, number two on the let's not go there list. How about Yemen? I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, no man. Yeah, no man. No man. No man. No man. Nah. All right. How nope. about this? Syria. Would you like to go to Syria? Damascus. <laughs> so, so you know what? What's funny is I, my my my, uh, my uncle is actually from Syria, and the key word had, is you said from. <laughs> from yes, exactly. So there was a part of me as a young man where I wanted to go there, or a young kid, because I wanted to see where my uncle was from, and it would have been a safe place. But we're also talking the eighties. Oh, uh, <laughs> now, not so much. Definitely, definitely not now. All right. Another place that we don't want to transpire to, I would say. How about South Sudan? No, I'm not thinking definitely that. Not. What about yeah, the North not. Sudan, though? Well, I mean. <laughs> that didn't make no. the list. Didn't, yeah, no, we're, it's a little we're, safer we're not, than North. We're touching, t- yeah, we're not touching anything Sudanese right now. Uh, you know, because I remember I was actually working on a Darfur project for, for water because they were trying to strip the water off of the land and cut it off. So... Yes, so I know a lot about Sudan, and yep, not a country I want to visit. Okay, not here's gonna. one for Cleveland, you. Cleveland, Ohio? <laughs> Putin Bay. Putin Bay, I got, I don't need to get into the whole story, but I, because of weather, got stuck at Putin Bay one time. Really? Yep, because oh, you, you, yeah. you have to take the ferry back and forth, and the, and, the, and the water conditions, the wind and everything was so bad, we couldn't get back. No kidding. And I had my first day of a new job with the hockey team that I worked for in Ohio out of out of that weekend. And so I had to call them on Sunday and be like, I'm not gonna be able to make it tomorrow. I'm stuck on for my first oh day my of gosh. work of my oh. first my first full time big boy job. Oh man. She that... just went full castaway, man. Found Wilson and you yeah. know, just started started creating stuff. But we had I would fun. love to see Wes. Like it's only been twelve hours, Wes. Why do you have a full beard? <laughs> I, I was there with all my boys for a bachelor party, so we had no problem. Oh, inter- oh, yeah. We had no problem entertaining ourselves, but right. yeah, we got stuck for, for about a day and a half because they couldn't run any of the ferries because the weather was too choppy on the ocean. Well, here's the another lake. place you don't want to be is the Congo. All right, the Congo. As a no, matter of fact, my uncle was a missionary to the Congo there. Yes, wow. at one time, years and years ago. Um, but anyhow, so, yeah. okay. I remember and... the movie Congo. Um, that was a crazy one. <laughs> You can play the Congo drums. Yes. Yeah, with, with, the, with the gray silverback gorillas that, uh, that, that ate people. Yeah, that was scary. And then, the, then there, was a little, there, there was a little gorilla named Amy that, that could talk with her magic glove. It looked like a power glove. Um, and she spoke sign language. So <laughs> I would only go to the Congo with Amy, the gorilla. Just get full disclosure. My, my uncle would come back with the, uh, you know, the commensurate uh, pictures of, like, wildlife, like pythons and stuff like that. You're, like, going, Ew. No, no, thank you. All right, did they obviously. Give him a spear to, did they give him a spear while he was there? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking, just checking. But uh, you know. I will say this. Um, the next two, 
obvious, Russia and Ukraine. Okay, no, I don't yeah. think we want to go there. Get but on the there. last Been one. To Moscow. It's a beautiful city looking. Really? But yeah. I mean, great vodka, but um, <laughs> no. Uh, good hockey no, players. Not a place yeah. Good hockey. Yeah, yeah really great hockey players. Lamborghinis that go on snow. Ah, okay. But uh, but yeah, no. I I went there once. I'm good. I'm good on life. The last place <laughs> we don't want to travel. Yeah, not yeah, Baltimore. <laughs> Inner Harbor. Inner Harbor hotels where they mix up your your room keys. I give you Somalia. <laughs> that yeah, is well, all Pew yeah. Research stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not going to Somalia. I don't think um, we want to go there, boys. No. 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 You know. You know. I was wondering. Galapagos Islands didn't make it there. Or where, no. where, where do they keep those Komodo dragons? All that the Komodo dragons. Those right? things, yeah. man. Those things are nasty. Those are scary. Yeah, no. And then they do the venom when they bite you. No. Oh, they, no. No, thank you. That should be on the list as well. That venom, they say, is so dirty, so infectious. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's like. um. Or is it. They bite they, you. Is it, it Easter it, Island? Is it Easter Island or Galapagos? No, where, it's where Galapagos. Yeah, you got the Komodo. Oh, Galapagos, it was. Okay, yeah, the I got Komodo it right. dragons there, man. Oh man, yeah, no. no! You you you're walking around the the island, and all of a sudden one of those komodos come out and snatch you. I'm all good. they got to do is bite you. I'm good. And they they that infection will just like kill I'm you. I'm good. Ooh, yeah, no way. Yeah, exactly. We we've already described. So we did find the most dangerous spot. It just wasn't on the list. <laughs> People don't go there. There's there no there's no way to report back to about how bad it was because they all died when they went over to research. <laughs> they all got bit once and are never heard from again. <laughs> Hate when that happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've sent 27 researchers. We have gotten zero research back. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> but there's 27 fat Komodo dragons. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> those, those Komodo dragons got real fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that is a show. The squirrels have completely taken over. And hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with that. Uh, because this is now officially the off season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, luckily for you guys, we'll be broadcasting till the end of the month. And so, we'll make sure that we continue. We'll, have, we'll, we'll definitely be taking your calls because we do want to get a season year in review recap from all of our listeners. Just general thoughts and feelings about, you know, the team, the season, the journey, um, you know, expectations for next year. We can start talking about that. There's no time too soon now at this point of the year. So, we want to make sure that we do open that up. So, we'll be doing that throughout the rest of this week and next week um, as we kind of bring this show to a to a conclusive halt for 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 this season but cannot wait for what's on the precipice for next year um we love you guys out there steeler nation make sure you go out there and make it a great day he's craig wolfley i'm max starks wesley euler on the ones and twos cj still chasing squirrels but he forgot his acorns and of course brian la martina the sensei that keeps us in line we'll talk to you guys tomorrow <laughs>